Congressman Rodney Davis on a tight schedule. Let's jump right in with him. Good morning, Congressman, on the WMAY Airwaves. How you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. How you doing? Great. You know, a little rain here, but uh, of course, uh, you know, things are more mild than they were a few weeks ago. Um, things in D.C., though, uh, seem to uh, be a bit more mild after a pretty uh, contentious few days with the passage of the $1.9 trillion spending bill. What does this mean for Illinois taxpayers? It means taxpayers are on the hook for thousands more than what they're going to get in benefits. Remember, Greg, we, we work together in a bipartisan way with five different COVID relief bills during the Trump administration and during this past year as we fought the pandemic. We still have uh, almost a trillion dollars left to spend in the bill that we put together in a bipartisan way in December. $60 billion still left to go out to our schools. It should be reopened. Our kids should be back in in-person learning in every school district across Illinois. And instead of actually working together again on COVID relief, uh, the Democrats just decided to go at it alone. And it's only 9% re- 9% of $2 trillion is really related to COVID vaccine and COVID relief. Talk more about that if you can, uh, just in as much as what other spending there is. If only 9% of nearly $2 trillion is for COVID-19 related things, then, then what's the other 91% of this $2 trillion? Well, it's a liberal wish list of programs, and you've got to start with uh, you've got to start with subsidies for for Americans, regardless of income, that can go on and get Obamacare subsidies now. So this is their way to expand the Obamacare exchanges by using your tax dollars to do it, rather than fixing the broken health care system that we have that's leaving 31 million Americans behind. And and really, there aren't enough accountability measures to put. To, to hold somebody like Governor Pritzker and his administration accountable. Remember, there are 42 million reasons why I voted against this bill because of a lack of accountability for administrations like Governor Pritzker's. He was given $42 million last March and April to set up a pandemic unemployment assistance program in Illinois that has failed Illinoisans miserably. Thousands are victims of identity theft through unemployment fraud like I am. And we have thousands still that aren't getting the benefits they deserve. He needs guardrails. He doesn't have them in this bill. Congressman Rodney Davis joining us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed 713. Uh, and Congressman, uh, this, of course, was a, a partisan vote in the House and the Senate. Uh, comments on, on online saying that uh, Republicans just want to stop everything and wait for two years. Uh, what's your reaction to, to, to that sentiment? Well, the only thing bipartisan about this vote was the opposition. We had a Democrat vote with us, just like we had a Democrat vote with us on H.R. 1, a bill that would take over and nationalize our election process and really nuclearize and export all of the bad policies that that states like New York and California implemented in the last election and make sure every state like Illinois has to follow them. And to top it off, to top it off, and this is the real reason why every Democrat except one voted for H.R. 1 last week, and I led the fight against it, but their vote was because every member of Congress would get up to $7.2 million in public money to put into their own campaign coffers. 
We're talking with Congressman Davis here uh, after the House passed the $1.9 trillion uh, spending plan for COVID-19 relief uh, and also a host of other things as well that uh, that you guys are dealing with, including that HR1 resolution and uh, even some talk about gun legislation. Uh, we'll get to all of that coming up. But um, when it comes to the direct payments for uh, the state budget, we're talking more than $7.5 billion coming to the uh, state's coffers. What's that going to do for Illinois, which is fiscally strapped? We're also the highest tax state in the nation. Uh, is there any lesson going to be learned uh, from from getting that kind of money? And uh, what what does it do for, for the state of Illinois? Well, Governor Pritzker and the Democrats who have super majorities in the Illinois House and Senate, uh, they've not given me much faith that they're going to be able to that they're going to be able to address the fiscal insanity that has gripped our state for decades. I, I don't have a lot of hope that they're going to spend that money wisely. There are clearly not enough guardrails. When you have Governor Pritzker and his administration waste $42 million and set up a disastrous IDES program for those who need unemployment the most during this pandemic, I I just don't have a lot of faith that they're going to spend it wisely and, frankly, make the spending decisions they need to put Illinois on a much better long-term fiscal path. Congressman, uh, of course, the dollars also are going to local governments throughout the state. I think more than five plus billion dollars. Uh, there's direct money going to Chicago uh, in excess of one point eight billion, I believe. But uh, the rest is going to be uh, for for local communities. They're looking for that money, but how much certainty do they have that they're going to get that quicker than they got it last year? Which you guys passed last year's bill in like what April or May, and stuff wasn't going out until like August. Yeah. I- and these are the guardrails I'm talking about, Greg. I, I said I wouldn't vote for another COVID relief package that had state and local dollars unless we had effective guardrails to ensure that Governor Pritzker couldn't waste the dollars and, or, frankly, not get them out. You want to know what really upset me during the last, last fall? I opened up my local paper one day. This is, you know, summertime, late summer, early fall, and you had Governor Pritzker's administration sending a notice out saying that our local communities need to apply for CARES Act money that we passed in March and April because they were afraid the federal government was going to take it back because they hadn't spent it yet. Hey, that's not the local community's problem. That's your problem, Governor. You're the one that has to actually fix that. Congressman Ronnie Davis with us on the WMAY morning news feed. Uh, finally here, I mean, uh, before we talk briefly about uh, the, the, the gun legislation or maybe the uh, the election laws as well, they're looking to change. How do we pay for all this spending? Uh, I saw one story that uh, President Biden's looking at increasing corporate income tax uh, substantially. Uh, how, how is how is this going to be paid for? It's not going to be paid for. It's going to be paid for by future generation. You know, your kids, my kids, our grandkids in and frankly, their kids and grandkids. You know, there was a time we all came together to invest historic amounts of money at the beginning of this pandemic because we were fighting a virus no one on earth knew existed. And we came together to really, I believe, put programs in place that helped our Main Street businesses be able to survive as we look beyond the pandemic in in a matter of weeks. But instead of actually building upon that bipartisan success, The Democrats took over all branches of government, and they've decided, let's just ratchet it up and only invest 9% of this most recent $2 trillion into real COVID relief. It's the wrong approach, and they don't care about paying for things, Greg. 
Congressman Ronnie Davis, uh, we're just about out of time, and you're on a tight schedule. Um, what's going to happen with this uh, this this gun legislation, the uh, the background check issues? Uh, do we need more gun laws to to curb gun violence? You know, I'm a I'm a strong supporter of the Second Amendment. And frankly, we've already passed we've already passed bipartisan laws that have closed the loopholes in the National Instant Criminal Background Check system. The bills that we're going to debate today. They're only going to affect law-abiding gun owners. Criminals don't care where they get their guns. They don't care if they have a FOID card, and they really don't care if they check the right box on a FOID card application as to whether or not they've been treated for mental health issues or others. So every single chance that the Democrats have to infringe upon our Second Amendment rights, they're going to do that. But I think you're going to have a handful of Democrats vote with us against this legislation. And finally here, uh, the uh, voting legislation, and I'm looking at some uh, comments on uh, social media as we share this video live. One question is, anything in H.R. 1 that you do support? Redistricting reform for states like Illinois. And we've talked about that before in the past as well on uh, setting up like an independent commission and whatnot. But uh, uh, is that not enough for you to support the measure? Oh, God, no. It's a disaster. 800-page bill that would nationalize our elections. It would export the, the same processes that led... New York to have to decide a congressional race in February. Uh, it also, again, the most egregious provision, the Democrats think it's that to get more money out of politics, their solution was to create a corporate-funded, uh, corporate money laundered into public money program that is going to provide every member of Congress with up to $7.2 million more dollars. Your dollar, your money would go directly to our campaigns. I don't know anyone in my district that says, you know, to get more money out of politics, I think you ought to be able to get public money into your own campaign at the tune of $7.2 million. I know radio stations would be happy because we'd buy more advertising, but I don't think the American people would be happy. Congressman Rodney Davis, is all the time we've got. Greatly appreciate you taking it, and uh, we'll connect again soon, all right? Be safe out there. You too, buddy.